Let's go to Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9, and then we'll go over to 18 to 23. You know, this stuff is life lessons, and it, it takes a long time to get it down. But if we walk in the Spirit, God's Holy Spirit, it's simple. Because you're walking in the Holy Spirit of love and peace and joy. You know, and I know sometimes people rub you the wrong way where you want to lash out at them. But the best thing to do then is just turn around and walk away. I've learned that from good pastors, really good pastors, Larry Boyer and Gary Parsons and a few others. But these, these two men, God, have really impacted my life on how to be. I was with Larry a few times, and when someone starts talking bad about somebody, he would just leave. He would just get up and walk out. He wouldn't say goodbye or nothing. Everybody's like, where's he going? Well, he don't want to be a part of your bashing party. He don't want to be a part of it. And Gary was the same way. If you, don't, you ever heard that saying, if you don't have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all? Well, that has got a lot of truth to it. And, and I know it's hard. It's, it's hard sometimes when someone's ripping at you and you just want to retaliate and beat them back. But God says not to do that. If you to, to have a peaceful life, where you don't say things where you regret. Just put up that shield of faith, take those fiery darts from the enemy, and say thank you for your kindness, and move on. Matthew chapter 13, this is about Jesus talking about sowing seeds. The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside. And great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat. The whole multitude stood on the shore. And he spoke many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places, where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them but others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Verses 18 through 23. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understand it not, then comes the wicked one and catches the way that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed into stony places is the same as he that heareth the word and with joy receives it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but, dureth, but endureth for a while. For when turbulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he become unfruitful. But he that receives seed in the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. Now, I added some more scriptures here, so I'm going to jump over here to verse 37. And here's the, the conclusion of this parable. And he answered and said unto them, because I'm going to go verse 36. Then Jesus set, sent the multitude away, and he went into the house, and his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. And he answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed 
is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. So that kind of gives you an idea of what Jesus is talking about. But he's talking about over here is that Word of God. You know, a lot of people hear the Word of God, but their hearts, the soil ain't ready. It's, it's stony, it's hard, it's thorns because they've been beat down by the world. And so when people throw the Word at them, they get offended by it because they've been hurt by it. I don't know if any of you have been hurt by the Word of God. If somebody used it out of context to, to correct you, or they think, and, but, and they end up beating you over the head with God's Word, and it hurts, and, 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 and it leaves a, a scar that remains forever. Only God can heal that wound. And that's what's happening in our world today. There's so much foul ground, and the Word's being scattered everywhere, but it's landed on these on stony ground, and the enemy's coming and stealing away, and people don't get it. And, and I, I hear people all the time saying that this Bible is not the Word of God because they've been deceived by the people that are trying to destroy God's Word. They're trying to destroy the, the credibility of the Bible. That Word of life and hope. Now I know before I turned to God that I, I tried to stay away from church people because, you know, I didn't want to be condemned. I didn't want to be beat down. But then there comes a time in your life when you're broken and busted and you can't be trusted. And, and that's where I was at. But the Good Shepherd came and He opened my eyes of understanding because I was in that spot where my heart was wide open and it was ready for truth. It was good ground. And God spoke to us through His Word. This Word of grace and love and mercy instead of beating us over the head. Where, you know, we went through over some of the scriptures last week where, where Jesus is talking like that, come unto me, all you that labor are heavy laden. And, and, who, and whosoever calls on the name of the Lord. See, I thought I had to do a bunch of ritual things. You know, and some, some people say, if you're not baptized, you're going to hell. You know, and, and that's, so, that's some, sowing some bad words there. That's sowing some bad seed. And so all these works come up in our lives where you got to do this, you got to do that, and you got to do that. But when, when you get back into God's Word and you seek Jesus, He reveals to you it's not how it is. God's Word re re reveals to us that we're broken. We're sinners. And a lot of people don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that you're a sinner, you're, you know. And Jesus even told His disciples, you that have evil hearts know how to give good things to your children. How much more will our Heavenly Father give good things to those who will call on Him? asking. And so Jesus is telling us that mankind in generally has an evil hearts because of sin that came into the world. And then if you start telling people that, and they get offended. I was watching uh, the life of Billy Graham when he was young. And this preacher came in and he was just ripping them, man. Telling them, you know, there's sin here. And now, you know, this guy stood up and said, hey, who gave you the right to come to our town and start telling us how bad we are? He goes, well, God told me sin. there's sin, and, and I, he told me to come and tell you how to get rid of it, how, how to overcome it. And these people were, you know, well, we're good people. We don't sin. 
You know, and see, people don't understand it. We're all born in sin. And people think, well, I don't kill nobody, and, and I don't cuss, and, and I go to church, and I don't drink, and so I'm good to go. You know, and the thing is, okay, well, you're, a, you're okay, you don't drink, that's great, that's fine. Okay, so you're, you're a, a sober person going to hell. You don't cuss, fine, that's great too. Okay, you're somebody who don't cuss, but you're, you're on your way to hell. And, and, okay, well, I do everything right. I, I take care of my kids. I pay my tithes. And I go to church. Okay, well, you're, if you don't have Jesus, you're still going to hell. You can do all these rituals and be good and do this, but you're still on your way to hell if you don't have Jesus. That's the point. Jesus is our righteousness. This is the Word of God that became flesh. That's what Jesus is. And Jesus is trying to get these people to understand that. He is that word. Get it in your heart, the good soil over your heart. And don't let the world harden you to the truth. Don't let religion beat you away from your inheritance in Jesus Christ. And it's very important that we get this. And we don't walk around like little robots not trying to make mistakes. That's where the freedom of the Lord comes in. Just be you. God created you to be you and not to be some phony person that you're not. And see, that's what I'm, I'm trying to get this through my head. You know, and here I am, the pastor of a church, and yet I, I hang out with people that don't go to church. And I love them. But then I get condemned by the church because I'm hanging out with these people and I'm just trying to spread the love of God unconditionally. You know, and you know, when I went to Haiti, Susie and I went to Haiti, they had these rules there at the, at the, where we was at, the mission, and on the island, and the only way they would feed you or let you eat anything is if you come to their classes. You had to be a part. You couldn't, you know, not just anybody could come. You got to come to their Sunday school. If you don't come to Sunday school, you're not going to get to eat lunch. You know, and I'm thinking, where'd this come from? Is that how Jesus was? And then you go through the scriptures, and Jesus says, the scripture says he looks on the a multitude and he has compassion for them all. And he fed over 5,000 people, over 7,000 people, and he didn't ask them, uh, are you in church? Did, did you go to synagogue Sunday or Saturday? And if you didn't, you don't, you don't qualify for a, a meal. But see, that's where we're at. And see, that's sowing some bad seed. And that's what the world sees. And I've seen it. And, and, it, and it makes me sick to my stomach that to think that we, uh, not, not we, but you know, the church in general, the religious establishment, how they do this. And then they send them all to seminaries and they all get brainwashed in the same stuff. And this is, I'm telling you guys, my, my heart. And this is how I feel about it. And you hear every one of them preach the same thing. The exact same thing, and it don't line up with God's Word. It ain't lining up with what Jesus said. They're following disciples. They're making up stuff to follow. We've got to stick with the Word of God. The words that Jesus sowed. His Word. Because He is God in the flesh. Everybody else has got it wrong all these years. God came down and set things right. But see, there's all these people that only believe Jesus is God. Well, he's the Son of God. You know, well, yes, he is. He's the Father, God the Father, 
God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, one God. We've went over this a thousand times, but people, they're being brainwashed because of this indoctrination that's going on. And I've had some preachers come out of the St. Paul Theology School, and I'm not trying to beat up on nobody. In fact, Davin, this podcast may not need to go out on the air. But my point is, they come here in the church, then they start telling us lies and trying to change our minds about the truth. I've heard it. I've heard one preacher come in and say, well, the, the, the uh, author of Revelation wasn't John, the apostle. It was some other John. And you know how many people got mad over that? <laughs> in fact, uh, the, the, kid, the guy gave me the papers for the Bible study. And, and he, I thought it was my copy. So I took it home. And I read it, and I was furious. So I wrote on the back of it, these are lies from hell, straight from the pits of hell. And, 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 and a permanent black magic marker. He calls me up that evening. Hey, Kenny, can I get those papers back from you? That was my copy. I just wanted to let you go over it and see what you thought about it. Okay, you want to know what I think about it? And I gave it back to him. He's like, what's all this stuff? Because this really concerns me. And Susie and I was like, yeah, well, we're really concerned too because you're lying. This is lies. He goes, well, that's what they taught us at the seminary. It's like, well, they're lying. I mean, all of a sudden, all these, these truths for 2,000 years, and all of a sudden we come to uh, the two, year 2000, and the truth has changed. Well, they were wrong all these years. We're going to change it up now. See? Now, that's bad, sowing bad words. That's sowing bad seed. And, and so one of our ladies at the Bible study, because I didn't go, and he took that last page off, tore it off. He didn't want no one else to see it, you know. One of the ladies at the Bible study, she agreed with me 100%, and she asked why I didn't come. It's because I don't want to get up there and start having a hollering, hollering match because I get worked up about lies, about God's Word, you know, as you can probably tell. And so she asked him, what did your mother think? Because he was raised in church. Oh, my mother would be really upset. So here's what they're teaching him. And they're going out in the world, and they're spreading these lies about God. They're sowing bad seed, and they're wondering why the church is dying. You're going around beating people over the head with God's Word, and then making up their own stuff that they were indoctrinated from, and then spreading to the people. And then we got our little robots that people, you know, going to do what the, they say, you know, bow down and do what the preacher says. You know, and so when you get around church people, you put on your little mask and your little phony act, and I'm holy. <laughs> reality. This is a reality check, and, and I fit right in that category, guys. But that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to be real people with real problems, with real issues, with a real God who pulls us up and sets us on the right path, lets us know, hey, you are messed up, but I got the cure, and, and His name's Jesus, and He's got a Holy Spirit that He's going to put in your heart to help you live this life righteously. Love God, love people. Let's make it simple. If we can do that, if we can love God, love people, sow that seed on good soil and help those people that got that hard, hard heart to melt that heart with love and compassion and reach out to them in their brokenness. You know, when Jesus fed the people, they, they were willing, they, they knew, this guy is for real. 
He cares about our needs. He cares about our, our fleshly needs as much as our spiritually needs. He fed their soul and their spirit, and then he fed them physically. And he didn't care where they come from. All who labor, not all who go to church, or all who are in my denomination, come on, but anybody else, you're, you're tares. And that's what they get called. But what they really don't understand, those tares, some of those tares are children of God that's been beat down by these fake preachers and religious people. And I hate to be that way, but I've seen it in my life. And God forbid if I ever am a phony. I'm going to be real. I'm a broken person. I love God and I love people, but I'm broken. And I miss the mark every day. I wake up with bad attitudes, but I'm here because I love Jesus. And I love you guys. I love people. And I want to see people get changed in their lives to where they understand that God loves you right in the middle of your brokenness, right in the middle of your pain and your suffering, right in the middle of your hatred for somebody else. God still loves you. And He wants to draw you close to Him and put His Spirit in you and and give you eyes of understanding that you look through Jesus' eyes and say, Wow, Lord, I've never seen it like this. And now I have that heart that when you see someone that's really hurt and, and really hating on things, they need love. And they need unconditional love. They need compassion. They need someone to say, you know what? You're right. That's how it is sometimes. But we have a better way. we got a Savior. His name's Jesus. And He's came to give us that abundant life that He's promised us that He could put it in our heart. That Holy Spirit. So we don't have to walk around in condemnation. Uh, I know it's getting late. And once I get started, I get rolling here. Sorry, folks. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Well, I'm not sorry because it's just the way it is. I'm going to go ahead and start Romans uh, chapter 7, verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. Now this is the Apostle Paul talking to the Romans. For that which I do, I allow not. That means the stuff that I don't want to do, that I don't, I do. And for what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. Boy, that's a mouthful right here. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. You get it? Is it can you get you? Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. Verse 1, chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. 
For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. That's good news. It really is. And so we're not alone when we're blowing it. <laughs> we're not alone when we're judging people. The Apostle Paul had the same problems. I think every person on this planet has that same problem. But then some, you know, you, you get to church, you come around your church friends, we put on our little holier stuff and put our mask on and, and go. How are you doing? I'm fine. God is good. But I'm battling in my heart, in my mind, I'm having this war going on here, but that's none of your business because you don't understand. That's how we are. That's the kind of the phoniness that we put on. And, and, I, and I hope I'm speaking to someone's heart because I'm sure speaking to mine. <laughs> Because it's the Holy Spirit, it's not me. These are God's, this is God's stuff. And so we need to walk in this, in this uh, unconditional love that, that learns how to forgive the, the people that hurt you, the people that you don't like. I mean, that's a hard thing to do. It really is. But then you think about it. Jesus said, and God says, if you don't forgive them, I won't forgive you. It's sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. You sow unforgiveness, you're going to reap unforgiveness. You sow hatred, you're going to reap hatred. It's just the way it is. And it's the same way with everything. You know, and, but you know, a lot of preachers and ministers like to throw it into money. You know, you know sow some money here, and boy, you're going to, it's going to come back to you, rain on you, and you're going to get rich, and, and it's uh, pathetic. There's a lot more to life than money. Money comes and goes, and I've learned in the last year that no matter what you bring, no matter what you accumulate in this life, when you die, you don't take none of it. Nothing. Zilch. So what's important in your heart, in your life? Is it your family? Is it the broken people that you know? Is it the ones that you walk on the other side of the road because you don't want to be seen with them? Someone might judge you for being with them. I mean, it's, this is reality. This is life. And I know God wants us to love and sow that seed of righteousness and love and peace and let people know, yeah, I'm just as broken as you are, but I got a Savior that's doing a work in my heart and my mind where the battle is, just like Apostle Paul said, the battle in the mind, it's in the mind. And, and that's where we fight these battles. But thank God for Jesus Christ He's going to set us free. He's going to set us up in His kingdom. And we're going to, we are His children. So let's act accordingly. Let's have that compassionate heart and not a condemning heart. And say, oh, they'll never amount to nothing. Say, no, God's got great plans for you. You sow some kindness. Sow some love. Let's pray. Holy Father, we thank You for Your words of life, Lord. We thank You that You have come to us and showed us what real love is when You went to the cross. You said, here's how much I love you. And you spread your hands out on that wood and they nailed you to that tree. And they stripped you of all dignity. And they ripped your skin apart and you bled out on the cross. And you did it for us because of love and a new beginning. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to see the hurting world like you've seen the hurting world, Lord. Give us your heart. Give us your eyes as your children, that we may see as you see and love as you love. In Jesus' holy name, amen.